It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kick them down. Good morning, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition. We provide nutritional counseling and education. We see people's lives change every day when they gain the knowledge about what to eat and the motivation to put it into action. A few weeks ago, I challenged one of my clients who has diabetes with a strict diet to keep his blood sugars in balance. And after a few weeks, he reported back to me. His blood sugars on average had been around 170 or 180, and after the diet change, they dropped to just a little above 100 on average. Wow. (laughs) A great improvement. He also discovered he sleeps better and has better morning glucose numbers when he eats enough fat with his bedtime snack. He stopped many medications that had bad side effects, and his mood is improved, noted by his great sense of humor. This is the power of good nutrition. Today, we've got a topic I love to talk about, anxiety. But this week, I want to focus on an often overlooked factor that leads to this very prevalent feeling of unrest, shakiness, and worry. We're going to talk about the connection between your gut and your anxiety. Yes, I said your gut. (laughs) Just hold on. Anxiety plagues many Americans. It's become the most common mental illness in the United States. It used to be depression. Now, 40 million adult Americans are affected by anxiety. The New York Times tells us that nearly a third of all Americans are likely to suffer from anxiety in their lifetime. NBC reported that anxiety disorders have jumped 1,200% in the last 30 years. And now we know that one in five children will be diagnosed with anxiety. We have become the anxious Americans. Lately, there's been a lot of press about how our gut affects our brains and our moods. And so today, it's time we explain the connection between your mood and your intestines. I'm Kate Crosby, certified nutrition practitioner, nutritional counselor, and teacher at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I see clients in our North Oaks office, and I teach there as well. And joining me in studio today, and you just heard her, is Cara Hello. <laughs> Licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And Cara meets with clients in our Wyzetta office, and you'll see her teaching classes everywhere. Lately, it seems everywhere. Yes. It's great to be here on the show with you good. today, Kate. And good morning to all of our listeners. Anxiety is a very common mental health issue these days. 15 million Americans have social anxiety, while 6 million Americans have the more serious panic disorder. Mm. And there's another form of anxiety as well, OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder, and that affects 2.2 million Americans. So just like you said, Kate, we Americans have Mm. sure become an anxious bunch. Mm -hmm. And while scientists explain the prevalence of anxiety, you know, being due to the economy, are trying to keep up with the Joneses type attitude, our fast-paced life, the use of electronics. We, as nutritionists, look at our diet and nutrient deficiencies 
that may contribute to this anxiety. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that anxiety has increased by 1,200% over the last 30 years. Well, what about the quality mm. of our diet over the last 30 mm-hmm. years? Boy, we certainly see to see more processed foods, more hamburger helpers and flavored juices and liquid yogurts and cereals. I heard a cereal called Pumpkin <laughs> O's this week. <laughs> Pumpkin is in season, Kate. For the season, I guess. (laughs) Flavored coffee drinks, we have more of those. These are the mainstay of a lot of Americans' diets. And maybe this is a factor Mm -hmm. that's contributing to that increased anxiety. We certainly see that connection. Yes. (laughs) And there are more anxious people in America now, but anxiety, it's also costing us, not just our health, but dollars. Research estimates that we spend billions, many billions of dollars to deal with anxiety. $42 billion is spent annually dealing with this disorder. That's almost a third of the country's nearly $150 billion total for the total mental health bill. People with anxiety make more doctor's visits. They are actually three to five times more likely to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should define it. What do we mm-hmm. really mean by anxiety? You know, most of us are going to know these feelings. Maybe you have difficulty concentrating or you just can't get that project done. Some have ongoing fatigue when Mm -hmm. they're anxious. Mm -hmm. Some of us get really irritable and sometimes angry. Often, you know, people have difficulty sleeping. You either can't fall asleep or you fall asleep okay and then you keep waking up or your sleep is just really restless. Mm Mm-hmm. I get revved up when I'm anxious and my stomach gets a little restless. I might even get nauseous. So do these symptoms sound familiar to you? If so, we have some new thoughts about what nutrition can do about it. We're going to talk about why the balance of healthy gut bacteria is so crucial to reducing anxiety. We'll highlight some nutrients that are going to help reduce anxiety as well. And of course, You know, what you eat and when you eat are going to play a really important role in eliminating anxiety as well. Absolutely. So what does my gut have to do with my anxiety? Listeners Mm -hmm, may mm -hmm. be asking that question right now. But our gut is often referred to as our second brain. And our gut, specifically, we're talking about the small intestinal tract. That is where 95% of your serotonin is made. Wow. of serotonin is made in the small intestinal tract. So you know that serotonin, it's the feel-good brain chemical that makes you less anxious. It's a calming neurotransmitter. So think about that. Nearly all of your serotonin is made in the gut or the intestinal tract. Well, how do we make this very valuable chemical called serotonin? Well, you need to have enough bifidobacteria in your intestines to make that serotonin. So it's the bifido that actually makes the serotonin, which is going to influence your mood and relax you. Bifido, it's, it's a bacteria. It's a kind of probiotic. You know, our listeners have probably heard the term in ads for yogurts. But bifido is also found in breast milk and fermented foods like yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi. And these are really good bacteria to have. Often we think of all bacteria as being harmful, mm-hmm. but bifido is a powerfully important bacteria with many functions. So if you've got enough bifidobacteria in your intestines and you eat some protein, say a little chicken breast or some eggs, you can make serotonin. 
And bifido also helps us to break down and digest our food. So when the food is better digested with that bifido, it helps us to make our own B vitamins, which, by the way, are also essential to good moods and less anxiety. Mm-hmm. So bifidobacteria, that's really my go-to good, healthy bacteria for moods or an, in, you know anything that's imbalanced in the gut. And Dr. David Perlmutter, who wrote The Grain Brain, he tells us that eating foods rich in probiotics like some that you just talked about, mm-hmm. yogurt, kimchi, kefir, or sauerkraut with, you know, natural sauerkraut with just real salt deal. and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those can all help alleviate anxiety. And another study showed that in just 30 days, a group of volunteers who took probiotics, including bifidobacteria, had less anxiety. That was from the British Journal of Nutrition just a couple of years ago. So bifido is kind of a worm-like bacteria, kind of happily dancing around in your intestines. And when you feed them well and give them the building blocks, or, or maybe you can think of them as the ingredients of serotonin, you'll feel happy and calm and less anxious. And once these bifidobacteria make the serotonin, then serotonin travels throughout your body on your nerves to relieve your tightness or pain, but also to reduce your anxiety. And when you have lots of these worm-like bifidobacteria and you eat some protein, like you said, chicken or eggs or fish, magically, you make brain chemicals that reduce your stress. So eating these proteins is going to provide your bifido with all of those ingredients that they need, their building blocks, to make the serotonin or GABA, which are both calming, Mm -hmm. happy, feel-good neurotransmitters. You know, we're finding more and more studies about your microbiome. That's really just the collection of microorganisms, including probiotics like bifidobacteria, that live in and on your body. Um, Many studies with mice show that probiotics reduce their anxious behavior. And recently, I learned about a study with humans that found patients with chronic fatigue had better moods and were less anxious when they took bifidobacteria. Oh, interesting. That was at that conference we attended, or you attended that one a couple weeks ago. Kate, I'm noticing it is time for us to take a break. All righty. Well, but I think you had a, you were talking about a a study that was done in the Journal of American American Medical Association. Pediatrics about the impact of antibiotic use in infancy on obesity. And it's a really large study. 64,000-plus children were in the study, and it spanned about two years. So when we come back, Cara is going to tell us what this study found out. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've got a question today about anxiety, please give us a call at the studio at 651-641-1071. A lot of times when you bump into someone who's lost weight, you say, hey, how'd you do that? I'm here with Leo. I bet you hear that a lot. You've lost almost 50 pounds. How'd you do that? I went to Nutritional Weight and Wellness and took their Nutrition for Weight Loss program. And what's that about? That's an eating plan that allows you to eat real food and you lose weight. Are you hungry? No, not at all. I eat six times a day, and one of their mottos is stay ahead of hunger, and that's exactly what I do. Now, Leo's a dad of teens, a husband, a full-time worker, busy young man in his 40s, and you say you don't really exercise. No, uh, much to the dismay of my nutritionist, I haven't been able to exercise. 
but you've still been able to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Leo says it's changed his life. Maybe it can do the same for you. It's the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you want to find out what Nutrition for Weight Loss can do for you, go to weightandwellness.com or place a call, 651-699-3438. back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I'm here today with nutritionist Kate Crosby. We're talking about the connection between anxiety and gut health today. If you have any questions, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Before we went to break, Kate mentioned a study that was reported in JAMA Pediatrics. It was a really large study of 64,000 infants, and the study was looking at the impact of antibiotic use on obesity. The researchers studied the health records of infants from birth to two years. They looked at the number of times these infants used antibiotics, and then their health records were examined again between the ages of two and five to check what the rates of obesity were. So here's what they found is that 69% of these infants had received antibiotics by the time they were two years old. Mm -hmm. And on average, these 44,000 infants took antibiotics uh, a little bit over, you know, two to three times during their first two years of life. Mm -hmm. So the effect of antibiotics on obesity, this is what the conclusion of the study was, that early exposure to broad-spectrum antibiotics was associated with later obesity. So in summary, you know, by the time the kids were two, one in 10 of them were obese. Obese considered, you know, obese, two-year-olds. little two-year-olds. They were, they were 32 pounds or more. Mm. So that's a pretty interesting study. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the impact of uh, antibiotic use is getting a little more uh, publicity. And, and I think we need to be careful of how much we use antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And later in the show, we'll talk about how antibiotics may set you up for more anxiety as well. And, uh, you know, there are times when you need to take antibiotics. Certainly. But, um, you know, I think you got to be certain that you have a bacterial infection that requires it. Right. And then we'll also talk about what to do if somebody when you has are taking them. antibiotics. Yeah. Well, let's, do we have a caller? We do not. I thought okay. we did, but we okay. don't have a caller. So let's just get back um we were talking about the good bacteria and mm-hmm. probiotics. That's just a term for good bacteria. We want this. We want a lot of it growing yeah. in our intestinal tract. And we are full of them, or we, we should be. We actually should have about five pounds of these life-giving bacteria in mm-hmm. our digestive tract. So how are we going to make sure we have enough good bacteria? Well, you know, obviously we... we would like to start with food, and we would recommend eating those foods that we talked about, some yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, but also taking a probiotic supplement like Bifido to produce the serotonin and GABA, which are going to calm you and relax you. Those are those mm-hmm. brain chemicals. And as Natasha Trenov says in the introduction to her book, it's called Probiotics, Nature's Internal Healers. She says, probiotics will be to medicine in the 21st century as antibiotics and microbiology were in mm-hmm. the 20th. Mm-hmm. So probiotics are really coming into the spotlight. Finally, yeah. So another a tasty way to get some good bacteria in your diet is to eat a whey protein shake using 
yogurt using full fat, plain, unflavored yogurt, maybe a half a cup mm-hmm. of the yogurt, maybe a little bit more, a scoop of whey protein powder. We sell one. That's great. Um, a half a cup of frozen fruit, blend it all in. It's delicious. You know, while yogurt is con- going to contain some beneficial bacteria, you'll probably want to supplement with some bifidobacteria as mm-hmm. well. Sure. And, you know, and this is all fresh in my mind because I've been teaching a lot lately and the classes I've been teaching are all about intestinal health and yep. what can go wrong if we don't have enough good bacteria. So I always tell people those great foods you were talking about and mm-hmm. yogurt and mm-hmm. sauerkraut and all that, those are really good for maintaining intestinal health and maintaining the good bacteria. Absolutely. Yeah. But if, but somebody, if you've got anxiety. Somebody has a lot of anxiety or... You know, some of the more obvious things like constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas. I mean, certainly we are going to need to supplement to Mm -hmm. replenish all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's just say for a healthy person with not a lot of issues, uh, the dose might be one to two of our bifido balance capsules Mm -hmm. before each meal. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, for a healthy person, maybe if they wanted the powder, they could have a quarter teaspoon of, that of powder. the powder before each main meal. Yep. Add a little water and there you go. Helps you digest things. It does. And, you know, before the show, I was telling you how a couple gals in my mm. in one of my recent classes said that they were currently on antibiotics. Uh-huh. And they wanted to know, what do I do? So explain. What did well, you tell them? Well, I told them that even while they're taking antibiotics... Um, if they can find a time of day that's kind of separate from their antibiotic dose, good. They should be taking a high dose of bifidobacteria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, you Perfect. know, maybe even thirty billion mm-hmm. colony forming units. Mm-hmm. So that would be like um, a full teaspoon a day of our powder. Maybe kind just spread, spread out, out. What, mm-hmm. two or three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my recommendation. Um, while someone's on antibiotics. Very important to do that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You know, scientists are showing us uh, that our intestines may be affecting our thoughts and our moods. Now, we've all, all known that our thoughts for sure can affect our stomachs. Think of the last time you had butterflies in your stomach. And there's a large set of nerves in the intestines that talk to the brain. So, yes, there's communication between your intestines and your, <laughs> and your head. And it's actually it's a two-way street. There is a a doctor, Dr. Gershon, who wrote The Second Brain, says it like this. The bowel has to work right or no one will have the luxury to think at all. (laughs) So basically, your gut's got to be in good shape to think clearly, but also to feel calm and happy. And recently on CBS CBS This Morning, there was a segment about this topic. It was called The Gut-Brain Axis. And Dr. Holly Phillips emphasize that this new information is a really big deal. This is an exploding area of research, and her findings indicate that your tummy may be upsetting your brain. Yeah, or your mood. She went on to explain that, you know, our gut has many trillions of good bacteria that keep our immune system and nervous system in balance. And by the way, bifido supports your immune system, and, you know, it's good to use a little bit more during this flu season. Oh, definitely. I mean, you've seen examples where you feel sick and you take more bifido mm-hmm. and you Maybe never get Maybe double or triple your dose. 
saying? Kate, 70 to 80, sometimes I even hear higher, 70 to 80 percent of your immune system starts in the gut. So think of that. 95 percent of your serotonin is made there and <laughs> yep. 70 to 75 percent of that immune system is there. It's a pretty important place there. It is. So if these bacteria, these bifidobacteria are balanced, it's going to bring down stress hormones just like, we're, like we were talking about. So Dr. Phillips was also mentioning that if you've got enough good bacteria, fewer stress hormones, you're going to have less anxiety. Mm-hmm. However, it's the overuse of antibiotics that may be increasing anxiety and stress because what antibiotics do is they kill off, they kill off the bad bacteria and at the same time they kill off the good bacteria. So we, our guts become more vulnerable and out of balance. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. if somebody's using antibiotics frequently, mm-hmm. most likely they're going to have some issues with that. So this kind of overuse of antibiotics may be a factor setting us up for poor neurotransmitter production. And once you've taken the antibiotic, you've destroyed, like Tara said, some of your good bacteria, uh, especially the bifido. And without that bifido, you can't produce the serotonin needed to quiet down that anxiety. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself these questions. You know, when did my anxiety start? Did it start after I had that strep throat where I took an antibiotic or maybe after I used Accutane for my acne? Mm -hmm. Was that when it all started? Because this may be the connection. When you don't have good bacteria in your gut, you're going to probably have poor moods and lots of anxiety. So even things like Accutane, like you said, can Mm -hmm. impact gut health. We do. We have a couple callers. I'm going to try to take um, at least one before we go to break here. Great. Good morning, Sarah. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question today? Yes, I wanted to know two things. Can I get um, the bifido or the probiotics at Costco? Or that's one of my questions. And the other is, how long do I take it? Oh, good questions. Yeah, very good questions. So Costco, I guess, you know, supplements, it's, it's tricky to know the quality. It's tricky also to know, like, what the dose is and the strains. And I'm, I'm not familiar with the brand at Costco. Um, but I think when we're looking at supplements, pro, it's really important to know that you're getting a good quality, higher dose probiotic with the correct strains. Yeah. So unfortunately, without looking at it and kind of even investigating their processing of it, I don't know the answer, but I can recommend some some good really ones. high quality ones. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we have a, we have a good one. Yep. Metagenics is a very reputable brand mm-hmm. that will have enough of that bifido strain okay. in the right dose. And you can find those sometimes at chiropractor's offices, you know, our office as well. But um, it, it's been, yeah, it's a high, high quality um, strain. Mm-hmm. And as Kara said, we've, or implied, we've separated the, the strains. So we have bifidus and acidophilus, and we like to keep them separate. Other um, companies put them all together, but we found it mm-hmm. more beneficial to separate them. Can we answer the one last thing about how long to oh, take it? Oh, yeah, and then I know, sorry, we are yeah. going to go to break soon here. Um, I, I mean, I, if you're taking one of ours, we had recommended one to two capsules before each meal. And I would take them every day. For, yeah. But yeah. for, um, do I ever get enough? 
or do I take it for the rest of my life? Well, it's not a bad idea. It's certainly not harmful. It's only going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're exposed to so many things that kill off good bacteria on a regular basis. That's something, personally, I'm going to choose to take that every day. I choose to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, thank you. Yeah, thank Great you so much for your call. Sarah. And I do, I know we, we need to take our break here, Kate. Okay, time for another break. <laughs> so I've got some really exciting news. We've got a new class or seminar, as it's called, called the Menopause Seminar. That's going to be taught by Dar, our founder and inspiring teacher, along with Ora Lee, one of our longtime teachers. Um, this is a four-hour seminar. Don't worry, it's going to be broken up, though. You will be served a light lunch. It's going to be taught in Maple Grove on Saturday, December 6th, from 1030 to 330. It's going to fill up fast because Dar doesn't teach many classes anymore, but only the first 30 people will be able to attend. So if you're interested in reducing your hot flashes or understanding your insomnia or moodiness or all that awful weight gain that often occurs with menopause, this class is going to be full of some solutions, practical solutions and explanations about what goes on when we enter menopause. So you can call our office at 651-699-3438 to sign up. Um, And there's another class that's really important that uh, is going on Thursday of this week, Gut Reaction. It's being taught in Mendota Heights. And if you've uh, been listening to the show and are kind of interested in learning more about your gut health, this would be perfect for you. You can also just uh, call the office and sign up or go online at weightandwellness.com to sign up for a class. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Cara Carper, and I'm here today with Kate Crosby. I sure hope our listeners were able to see the article in last Sunday's Star Tribune featuring Dar and our podcast. It's in the taste section of the Sunday paper. You know, our podcasts are a great way to stay informed about nutrition without leaving your house, or you can listen on your computer. Um, you know, or I'm sorry, you can you can listen in your car? house or car, or computer, yeah. kind of your headphones, wherever you want. I've had a lot of clients from all over the world who have learned so much from our radio shows, and I feel really honored to give out this information to so many people. Our topic today is the anxiety gut health connection. So I know we have a caller that's been waiting. So um, thank you for waiting. I'm going to grab Good. Jenny on line three. Good morning, Jenny. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Hi. Thanks so much for waiting. Do you have a question for us? Yeah. So um, my husband was on antibiotics for years, and um, we finally, or he finally stopped taking them, and we've been uh, doing like probiotics and some other supplements. And I was wondering, how long does it take for the gut to recover from something like that um, before the benefits start kicking in, or hmm. how That's that a works? Really good, sure. good but tough question. Is he having, like, I mean, issues that seem related to the extended antibiotic use? Uh, no, it, we just kind of realized it wasn't a very healthy long-term mm. solution. Mm-hmm. And the doctors did say, like, you know, this might make it harder for you to fight off other diseases if you ever were to catch something. So mm-hmm. they didn't recommend it. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know if you heard the first part of our show and kind of the the dosing on probiotics, but for someone that's been on round after round of antibiotics, um, 
you know, it could take the gut six months to a year to kind of mm-hmm. do that healing of, mm-hmm. you know, a, maybe a little bit higher dose. We often will recommend the powder form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for I, someone that has a compromised gut, just it's absorbed a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. I often like to suggest that clients use a, about a half a teaspoon of that bifidobacteria with another supplement called glutamine, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and put it in a bottle, a water bottle, like 16 ounces, and drink two, three of those bottles throughout the day. So your your body has sort of a constant drip of this glutamine bifidobacteria combination. So okay. that's one way. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk the, about L-glutamine in just a few minutes here, too. But the other thing that's really crucial is that his diet has got to be good to support um, bacterial growth, good bacterial growth. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. And just keep in mind that things like sugar and a lot of processed foods, um, kind of the high carbohydrate foods, that actually feeds bad bacteria. So it kind of defeats you. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just going to need to look at the whole picture. So, yeah, maybe he could even go to our gut reaction class this Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Thanks for your call. Thank you for calling today, Jenny. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So you know, talking about antibiotics. I mean, yeah, antibiotics is a big part of our show today. We're exposed to them all the time. We're also exposed to antibiotics if we're eating meat that is not organic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full of antibiotics that were given to the animal. Um, Kate, even mouthwash and soaps. some soaps have antibiotics yep. in them. Laundry detergents, cleaning <laughs> supplies. You know, I want to share a great example of what the gut-brain connection really looks like. Um Dr. Greenblatt is a well-known Boston psychiatrist, and he had a new patient. It was a teenage girl, and she'd seen many doctors for her severe OCD, the obsessive-compulsive disorder, that form of anxiety. She also had ADHD, symptoms of hyperactivity. So he did some tests and found that she needed a lot of probiotics, like the bifidobacteria. So his plan for her was to boost her good bacteria with a powerful dose of probiotics. He discovered that he also needed to follow that with some antibiotics to kill a bacterial infection that he also discovered. Then more probiotics, a strong dose. Well, guess what happened? Her symptoms began to disappear, and after six months of taking these probiotics, she had lost almost all symptoms. And after a year of this treatment, she didn't have any symptoms at all. That's right. She had no sign of a mental disorder. So her diagnoses, OCD, ADHD, came from her unhealthy gut, not her poor parenting, not from genetics, not from any trauma in her childhood. This is the power of a healthy gut. Wow. That is an amazing story. So, Kate, if I have some good bacteria... How am I going to keep it happy and alive? What do I need to feed it? And this is where diet comes into play um, and important for our last caller to hear. you got to eat a balanced diet <clears throat> because that's going to feed the, the bifidobacteria. But it's specifically things like vegetables and some fruits, some whole grains that help. These foods are called prebiotics. Um, some examples of some excellent prebiotic foods are onions and garlic or leeks, asparagus. So think of these foods as um, fertilizers for your bifido. 
And to keep them alive and reproducing so you have lots, you're going to need to eat a lot of your broccoli and green beans and Brussels sprouts and parsnips. You've got a recipe for... Oh, the I leeks. do. I do have a recipe. It's um. Oh, let me just grab it here. It's on our website. It's mm-hmm. and I. The name is escaping me. Oh, leeks, corn, and red pepper. So that type of recipe is going to be full of prebiotics to feed the bifido. It's it's really delicious. <laughs> so it check it out on and, our website. And really, really pretty. How are we doing here? We need to take a break, and okay. I know we have a caller, Judy. If you can hear us. Um, if you could please stay in line just for like two more minutes, we will get to your call. <laughs> we would love to speak to you. So it's All time right. for our last, last break. break. So we often get questions from our clients or listeners, and a common one is about taking calcium. Why do you encourage us to take calcium products that contain 1,000 milligrams of calcium all at once? My doctor says I can't absorb more than 500 milligrams of calcium at one time. And when we come back from break, Cara's going to explain. We'll be right back. Right back. At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and nutritional weight and wellness can make that easier. Right now, there are popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods classes available online, so you can balance your time, too. This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. Learn how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? back. I'm Cara Harper here today with Kate Crosby. Before break, Kate mentioned a common question that we get about calcium supplements. Um, you know, calcium, people know they need it for their bone health, but clients often get confused because we might recommend that they take a thousand milligrams of their calcium together at night. Mm-hmm. And their doctors are telling them that they can only absorb 500 milligrams at once. So how can this be right? Well, here's the the details about yeah. that is that you can actually absorb one form of calcium. You can absorb 500 milligrams of one form at a given time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the product that we have at our office uses many different, different forms, forms of very absorbable calcium. Hydroxyapatite, calcium malate, I think maybe some citrate. So yeah. it's because it contains all these different forms that you can take it together and it's absorbable. Thanks so, for explaining that, Cara. Well, yeah, of course. And I want to thank Judy for listening or for waiting Holding so long. Here. Good morning, Judy. Are you still with us here? I am. Hi. Do you have a question for us today? Yeah, I have gotten that bifidobacteria um, supplement from you guys. And I find that when I take that, I have to go to the bathroom all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you have the, the capsule form? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that can happen sometimes uh, when there is an imbalance in the gut getting going, um, starting up. But um, I guess I would reduce your dose. What are you taking now? Just one tablet a day. Okay. 
Um, have you had a, a history of a lot of medications? No. Um, I'm wondering if you don't need, um, we need to look a little bit at what foods you are eating that may be contributing to this. Um, it seems to me that, I mean, I don't, you have to eat a diet full of real foods and the processed foods and the sugars are going to, um, be problematic. Uh, when you, well, I eat a lot of protein because I have went to your class. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. Boy, I'm a little stymied, a little stumped on <laughs> this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I'm when, not sure why you could experiment with the, some people respond better to the powdered version, which would be the yeah. the Metagenics refrigerated, and even just do maybe an eighth of a teaspoon, teeny amount. See how that goes. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, there I, might be something else going on that we just might not be able to figure out on the without, radio. <laughs> yeah, without a full consultation or a history. So, okay. I'm sorry. I also have um, the same effect with fish oil, so I can only take a couple um, thousand milligrams mm. of fish oil a day. Hmm. Uh, it, that sounds more stomach-y related. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm thinking... Yeah, Look at taking a digestive enzyme. You might not be breaking down or absorbing your food if you don't have enough enzymes. Yeah. You could actually call one of our offices, and we have a lot of great digestive enzymes, and take that with food and, and see if it that improves some of your symptoms. Okay. Okay? Thanks, Thanks for your Thank call. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. So, so Cara, we were talking about how to, to feed these little buggers, these bifidobacteria, by eating good foods you know, the vegetables and stuff. But also I want to talk a little bit about glutamine. I had mentioned it earlier with one of our callers. Um, it's, it's a very commonly used supplement. We use it to heal gut tissue and reduce cravings for carbs. But also we use it a lot for people with anxiety because glutamine lets your body make GABA. That's another mm-hmm. calming brain chemical. So taking glutamine along with bifidobacteria, maybe 15 minutes or so before meals is usually what we recommend. But for someone with anxiety, taking these supplements throughout the day can be helpful as well. I usually recommend taking two L-glutamine capsules. So that would be a total of 1,500 milligrams Mm -hmm. along with one or two bifidobalance capsules before each meal. And a lot of our clients notice that their cravings disappear and their blood sugar remains more stable and more even. And speaking of blood sugar, eating in balance and eating every three hours is going to help balance your blood sugar. Why is that important? Well, uh, many of us experience low blood sugar. Uh, and really, it turns, I mean, the anxiety comes out when mm-hmm. our blood sugar is low. We get anxious, irritable, and hangry, you know, that <laughs> hungry, angry. Right. So I really can't stress enough how important it is to eat every two and a half, three hours to keep your blood sugar from crashing, because that's often the reason for the Mm -hmm. anxiety. It's really common to hear a returning client tell us how their family likes them so much better when they eat this NWW way. (laughs) They're not so angry. I know all about this. All Um, right. I I am very susceptible to having low blood sugar. Uh-huh. And e- I mean, in the past, I had a lot more anxiety and depression. But even today, if I'm not careful, I can it, go down that road. road. Yeah, I mm-hmm. bet it's a scary, slippery slope. <laughs> it is. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm like everybody else. You know, if I'm at home and I don't have a lot going on, 
it's fairly easy to have access to the refrigerator and have my breakfast, my mid-morning snack, my lunch, my mid-afternoon snack, my dinner, and really have a balance of the protein, mm-hmm. the fats, which stabilize my blood sugar. They're so key. The veggies. But, you know, when you're running around, when I'm out with my three-year-old and we're going to swimming lessons or yeah. preschool and I'm going to be gone for six, seven hours, I'm thinking, always thinking ahead. The night before, I'm packing mm. up food. Mm-hmm. I'm packing coolers. Mm-hmm. I'm making smoothies. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my hard-boiled eggs or my beef sticks and my apples. And, you know, those yes, are just some examples. Exactly. But even today, Kate, um, <laughs> in about 33 minutes... I am supposed to be in St. Paul (laughs) teaching a class. This will be interesting. So, yeah. If anyone's listening, if I'm late, that's why. But I had to be thinking last night, how am I going to balance my blood sugar? So I already have it planned out that I'm eating something on the way there. Ah, perfect. So, but if I didn't think about that, I might walk into that class feeling kind of anxious from Mm -hmm. low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Crashing. Yeah. You know, um... When we're talking about anxiety, we can't, we need to talk about what to eat and what not to eat. And I know we're kind of running out of time, so I want to make this sort of quick. But there is a huge connection between anxiety and gluten and gluten's effect on your brain. Um, Very often, we'll see clients with tons of anxiety um, who have gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people. And um, what I found is once I was able to stop gluten, my anxiety and depression really diminished. But the one thing I want people to understand is that when I ate gluten, um, and for me, I used to bake bread, grind wheat, knead that bread weekly, I didn't get the effect of depression and anxiety right away. Mm-hmm. It now, if I eat a bit of that crusty, lovely French bread, <laughs> I may not feel anything for a few days. And then, wham, I'll wake up wondering, what the heck happened to me? I'll get oh. so depressed. It takes a couple of days for me to, to experience the anxiety. So, And I wish we had more time to go into gluten yeah. and why that happens. It actually is inflaming the intestines when you eat it, if you're sensitive to it like you yeah. are. But we just, we should probably wrap, wrap up. up. Yeah. So our aim today really was to explain why your gut health is so important to reducing anxiety. So here are just a few takeaways. So first, having enough probiotics like bifidobacteria in your gut will allow you to make brain chemicals that are calming, like serotonin and GABA. And you need to care for those probiotics. you got to feed them vegetables and some whole grains and fruit. And eat protein, healthy animal protein like... Meat, eggs, chicken, fish, whey protein powder, and eat that throughout the day, not just mm-hmm. one time. These are the ingredients and the building blocks to make their bifidobacteria uses those ingredients to make our brain chemicals, serotonin and you GABA. Bet. Eating protein, fat, and carb every three hours or so is going to help prevent low blood sugar and feeling hangry, that form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And cutting out the gluten will probably reduce your anxiety as well. Have a wonderful, peaceful day. Thanks, Kate. Time drop all its petals on me. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes.
The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.